All the thoughts and ideas you hear on this show are just our opinions. We have no affiliation with any restaurant or business whatsoever. We are just two guys hanging out talking about food. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, this is Tasty 219 Season 3, Episode 6. My name is Larry and I am here with Greg. Welcome to Tasty 219. How's it going? It's going good. Cool, We've man. had some pretty good episodes in Season 3 so far. Yeah, definitely. Uh, shout out to Eska Kitchen and Company for zooming into our top five most listened to episodes yesterday. Yeah, and that was... An episode ago or two episodes ago? Yeah. It, so that's pretty quick. Really pretty quick, yes. And then before that, we were at the Peak Honky Tonk Saloon, and they skyrocketed up there pretty quick, too. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're glad to bring you exciting episodes. Um, we have a lot of different ideas on our board. Um, actually, we have a, a physical board. We haven't written them down in the studio right now, but I think after we record, we'll probably put them up there so we have a visual. Cool. I feel like we're experiencing maybe a little growing pains. Like Mike Seaver. What? That's the character from Growing Pains. Oh. Mike, um, uh, what's his name? Now, see, so you it should have matter. the Growing Pains theme song ready and... That's a great show, man. Um, <laughs> but I feel like we have so many people that have contacted us and want to be on the show and have given us ideas for shows that true. Yeah, it's it's becoming a juggling act for us and um, we will work it out. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> OK, so. Uh, we are excited. This is one. Kirk Cameron. That's the name I was thinking of, by the way. Yeah. Kirk Cameron. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so this episode wasn't planned really until the last minute. Um, so we found um, a hole in the LaPorte County area that we haven't really uh, focused a lot of emphasis on that area. So we found... Um, the Brewery Lodge and Supper Club in Michigan City. Yes. Um, and I know usually we talk about the pre-podcast, but I'm going to talk a little bit about why we pre-podcasted at the place we pre-podcasted at. That's a mouthful. Right. And it actually was an after-podcast this time. It was. <laughs> it was. So, yeah. Um, when we walked into... The dining room at the Brewery Lodge and Supper Club, I noticed there was a big Zorn Brewworks logo. There was on, a, they were everywhere. On the wall, on the on the main wall above that fireplace. Sure. So I asked our server, I said, are you affiliated with them somehow? And what did they say? They own both. They do own both. So that's what, again, like you said, that's why there are a lot of Zorn Brewworks offerings on their menu yes okay so uh we after podcasted at zorn brew works in michigan city correct we have uh featured them on previous episodes we have um actually i think two or three times yeah we haven't done a whole episode on them yet but i think that's 
somewhere down the road too because this is my second or third time being there and i love the vibe there i like it there a lot it's very colorful both uh visually and there's always something going on there uh i noticed on the wall they have open mic nights they have had live entertainment when we were there mm-hmm. last there's all kinds night. of stuff happening there all the time huge outdoor patio huge really neat yeah and uh I just love that uh, fencing that's around it. It's in yes. different colors and uh, and and that. Um, I don't think you want the neighborhood to scare you because it's it's a pretty. There's really not a lot there. Yeah, it's just it could intimidate some people. It's just industrial looking, but I don't think there's really anything going on. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, they are at 605 East 9th Street in Michigan City, and that's off of Michigan Boulevard, if you're yes. familiar with that area. They are open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Very cool. And um, their website is zornbrewworks.com. Yep. So um, while we were there, I had my... Probably one of my favorite IPAs, and that's the Zorn After Two. Which I think we've done on here twice uh, Twice, already. we have. Well, the second time, I believe, was an accident. It was an accident. Uh, we decided to get something different for the show to showcase that. But do you Correct. remember the beer that you had while we were there? It's called a... Something modern chemistry, maybe? I think or that's mystery correct. chemistry, something like I think that. It was it's modern. just like a... It's a double IPA. It's... It tastes like an IPA. Yeah, you liked it. I did. It was I, it's I, super, super bitter and it very was. good. I didn't particularly care for it. Now, uh, what do we have here to taste this, for we, this When episode? we were there, I was looking at all the stuff they had, and I didn't even read the description or anything of this beer. I just saw the name, and I'm like, that's the one. And it's called Ghost Man on Third, which is a song by Taking Back Sunday, which is uh, a band that I grew up listening to that i liked a lot as a kid so i'm like hey that's cool i don't care what it is i want that one and turns out it's going to be something that i do like so that's also pretty cool now you said that this is a conversation that you've had with one of my sons that me and yeah me and take him back sunday me and john nerded out about taking back sunday that one night that we all went out and it was wild Mm. yeah (laughs) okay i must have missed that i was in a different conversation no but yeah that we definitely no it's the same conversation we talked about them for a while and we played a bunch of like bullshit myspace emo on the jukebox and it was a good time okay so let's take a sip and see how we like okay and what go. is it called again one more time ghost man on third it's uh it's track six on tell all your friends the <laughs> album by taking back sunday mm. i love this you know i do too and um let me I have the description here. Yeah, you can taste. Um, you can taste the tangerine and the marmalade notes that um, it says that it has. You definitely can. And it says it ends with a super juicy flavor. It sure does. Um, this would be a nice alternative to after two if you want to get out of a rut. Mm-hmm. But I like them both. This one is very good. Yeah, hazy IPA with uh, some tangerine and marmalade. It's uh, 
It's really good. Yeah. Their IPAs are really good IPAs. You can see how cloudy it is. And, yeah. Yeah. The uh, An IBU is a bitterness type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. You said? International bitterness unit. And um, nor- what would be an example of a high one? Like 70, 80. This is only 15. And yeah. Um, I, it's definitely more juicy than it is bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's fair. But I always have a problem when people say that they brewed it with uh, orange or strawberry or something, and you can't taste that flavor. You can definitely taste the tangerine in this. I like it. I do, too. Very much so. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, now we go on to the main event of our podcast. And again, we are reviewing the Brewery Lodge and Supper Club in Michigan City, Indiana. It's at 5727 North, 600 West. It's off of Exit 40, right off 94 and Route 20. Cool. Their website is brewerylodge.com. They are open Sunday through Thursday, 4 to 9.30. Friday, 11 to 10. Sorry, Saturday, 2 to 10, and they have a Sunday brunch from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Correct. It's more than a place to go eat. Um, It's a 21 and over establishment. They also have 12 rooms and host the Hideaway Day Spa on the premises. Very cool. Um. It is nestled on 40 acres of woods filled with streams, ponds, and wildlife. And it's just a minute or two off of 94. And when you're back there, you would never think you were that close to the expressway. It's insane. It's just a huge like house in the woods. Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, built in the 1930s. It's very cool. Yeah. So... um, we go to the portion of the show where we talk about first impressions, settings, and the aesthetics. Um, my first impression was really that road that led us back there. <laughs> I think you said, where the hell are we going? <laughs> yeah, because no, I saw the sign, and then we turned, and I'm like, what? what? Yeah. This is woods. Like, this is some woods. We are in the woods. It's pretty much a one-and-a-half-lane driveway. Yeah. You would have to pull over if someone was coming towards you. Maybe so. Yeah. But uh, we got through there and we get to where, the, and we see the building. And I wasn't sure because you can't see the name's not super apparent until you like see the front door. Right. And we get there and I'm like, this might just be somebody's house who lives in the woods. <laughs> you would think that. But there was hella cars there, but it was also 4th of July. So I was like, well, maybe they're having a party. I don't know if we should be at this. And I saw the their logo on the door. Like, oh, okay, this is it. This is fine. Yeah. And we get in, and it looks a lot like uh, it's cabinsy because like there's a lot of wood stuff, but it's also very modern and like chic almost. It's very interesting. I really liked how it looked in there a lot. A it's- lot of cool lights. There's this really cool bright red neon under the bar that lights up all the wood under it and it looks really really cool there's some fun like stringy type of lights around some beams and stuff um there was a really nice like 
what do you call those corner type of window? The window that we sat by, what do you call oh, that? Oh, a bay window. Uh, it was like a bay window that protruded a little bit with like the angles and stuff. And uh, outside of there was just a bunch of really lush green stuff. And it had just rained, so it was like really green. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. We definitely had the best seat in the house for dining. We absolutely did. It's, it's what I envision a hunting lodge to look like. Sure. I've never been into a hunting lodge, so I have no idea. I'm exactly like you. I have not either, but that's what I envision. All that heavy, dark wood, and it was very comfortable. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to look at where um, they house the breakfasts in the morning. uh, I really didn't. It was a beautiful room. It had a long, one long table because they only have 12 rooms, so they don't have a lot of people to feed for breakfast. Sure. It was a long table. It almost looked like the Lord's Supper table. Oh. And they had, in the middle of that table were these, uh, like, mason jars, and they were filled with, like, pretzels and uh sugar cubes and that type of thing everything you would need for your brunch like accessory wise and it opened out to this beautiful window that overlooked the woods so this is definitely a place i think that you would like to uh if you want to get away just for the night or the weekend and feel like you left town this would be the place i i feel like i agree yeah so um my first impressions were I, I felt like the menu was limited. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, which, like you said, it doesn't always mean that it's bad. They might do little things or a little amount of things well. Like sure. you said. Yeah, a lot of places do that. Yeah. Um, it w- I, w- I appreciated that it was nestled in the woods. It was a very private and secluded piece of property. Uh, the lodge itself was beautiful and what i like i said what i imagined a lodge to look like um when we were sitting inside that bay window and you were taking pictures of the food Mm -hmm. i i feel like the pictures were amplified by the natural light sure sure yeah so and i appreciated that it overlooked that outside and that fern garden and then beyond the garden there is that fire pit with those um chairs you know the beach chairs that you could sit around yes and later on after we were done with dinner we took a a little walk around the property and remember where we saw all that wood that was chopped yes and there (laughs) there are various fire pits around the area so if you stayed there you could probably grab some wood and have a fire so that was cool i looked at the rooms online and they're very very cool yeah yeah like could you expound on that a little bit um very wood heavy um so you don't feel like you're at a holiday inn or something No, you feel like you're at a place called like the brewery lodge for sure yeah it's their branding and logo is very appropriate to their brand in general it definitely all lines up yeah it looks really cool and from the outside when we were when we were touring um it looked like the rooms could be pretty good size Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, a big building. It was a big building. And the property is huge, like I said. Okay. So, we move on, unless you have anything more to add. Oh, uh, I don't. All right. I don't. Then let's move on to our second area of the server and the service. I guess I'll go first since you went first last time. Sure. Um, 
it was hard to tell the person that came and greeted us i'm not sure what their role was i'm going to say they were the bartender and more of like a hostess okay i mean i kind of saw her do everything so i have yeah, no idea and then what the to... other the other lady that came out she took our order for certain things and brought us the food too so um i feel like all the people are trained to do everything sure. and it just was to make sure that because yeah, it doesn't seem like a, a massive operation really no it didn't and you definitely would want to get reservations if you were going out a friday or saturday yeah, i think because we just got kind of lucky and we also went early it would fill up but it also it started to fill up pretty shortly after we were there it, it did it was pretty full once we left yes so we had bobby uh and i have her as down as the bartender and host um she made our drinks she was very friendly uh had a a quick wit about her yeah she was funny i liked it yeah she was funny um and we had another lady that brought out our food and took some of our order it was a very relaxed setting and very non-pressure definitely definitely i think we asked her to come back at least a couple times because um there uh, bar menu was ridiculously extensive. It was very big. Yeah, and you couldn't quite read it all in the time that she took to get to us. But regardless of that, um, I appreciate it. Appreciated the service there all night. Yes, me too. All right. Anything to add? Nope. All right. She was good. She was funny. She was laid back. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I also noted that they were out of some things, which isn't be in their control. No, that happens. But I always it weirds me out when you have a special sheet and then you're out of the special. And we were there when they opened, so <laughs> it might not have been that day only, though. You know, <laughs> yeah. And then we move on to our drinks. Yes, my drink was called a "So Fresh and So Clean," which is a, a song by Outcast. Which is a, like a, a southern rap group from the 90s and early 2000s. I tend to get drinks that are, or beers that are references to music that I like. So, so you would gather that someone who put this menu together appreciates music in some form. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that. Um, I, um, blah, blah, blah. That part of the cocktail menu is not online. So I actually don't remember what's in it mm. um it was gin based and it had um mint that she actually went out to and picked herself oh good thing from remembering that and she was so uh, funny i couldn't tell if she was being serious or not you definitely could tell she was being serious because that mint was really strong and super fresh you could <laughs> tell it was just picked because i could smell it when my drink was at like the other end of the table before it was even near me. Yeah, I got that as soon as uh, you uh, gave me a sip of your drink. Yes. It wasn't for me, but like you said, it was a, a fresh... Very fresh. Very summertimey. Garden-zy. Garden-zy. Garden-zy type drink. Yeah. It was delicious. Yeah. I loved it very much. Uh, and I went ahead and I got the grapefruit margarita. Yes. It had it was made with uh, silver tequila, grapefruit juice, lime juice, 
Cointreau, and for those of you that don't know what Cointreau is, it's an orange-flavored triple-sec liqueur, and it was garnished with a tahine rim. Now, you know how you talk about brioche and aioli? Yes. That's how I am with tahine. It has no place on my margarita, but okay. but I ordered it anyway just because everyone's doing it and it's all the rage or whatever. I just pushed it over and... Um, tried to enjoy my margarita it wasn't it wasn't very flavorful to be honest it was very much booze so if you like your uh drink strong then you would like this in fact i think you finished three quarters of it didn't you oh probably yeah i didn't taste much grapefruit or lime or orange um it was very very strong and then we go on to the apps. And we picked one. We picked... Well, you had a... Oh, well, that's coming up later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I ordered the blistered shishito peppers. Now, I did not know what that was at all. So, it, I always like trying new things. Sure. For sure. Um, when they came out, it was a substantial portion. Yeah, there it, was like 17 or something of those peppers on there. Yeah, and it was... Uh, presented on that beautiful black slate rectangle Mm -hmm. and they were drizzled with that balsamic vinegar Mm -hmm. it was very pretty there was some roasted garlic chopped up and sprinkled on top of there too yeah uh there was roasted garlic on a lot of things that they served there should be roasted garlic on everything it's fine (laughs) but these little peppers they were so cute they reminded me of little jalapenos sure but not they weren't as spicy not at all. Yeah. I mean, there was a bit there, but not, not a little, much. I could eat them. I think I had three or four. They were good. They were very of course, good. Chris, I like balsamic glaze on anything. Sure. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, Yeah, so th- I, I thought the app was a big success. Agreed. Okay. Anything that I missed uh, it on was, that? It was very pretty. It yeah. was delicious. Um. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a a good, different, um, yeah, good different appetizer. I'm glad we tried that. Me too. And then I decided to get the soup, and it was the cream of mushroom soup uh, that was served in a coffee cup with. Um, three little baguettes and the baguettes were such a good change from crackers yes it was i'm not gonna say it was pretty because they didn't serve their cream and mushroom soup with mushrooms in it they it looked like they used an immersion blender and and uh blended them up sure so it's more like a mushroom puree um I'd rather have like the big pieces of mushrooms in them, but um, overall, I thought the mushroom soup was bland, and I ended up having to ask for salt and pepper. Um, and and with them blending it up, it was really an off-putting color. It was like that dirty gray. <laughs> it's literally mushrooms, though. Like that's the color of mushrooms. But I mean, you know, when they're in a cream, like a cream, usually a cream mushroom soup, and, sure, and it's just it's got white. The, either pretty slices or whole sure, little mushrooms. Sure, I get yeah. that. Yeah. So I wasn't really thrilled about the cream mushroom soup, but. And then we move on to our entrees. 
I had the tepanada salmon. It is a olive crusted salmon, uh, with and it had like a side of like mixed greens with a a red uh, red pepper aioli and some goat cheese and some really thick pieces of asparagus on the plate as well, and they were delicious. They were delicious. That was some of the best asparagus. Yeah, it, it was good. I was worried when they come out big and thick like that, because remember when I had had mine at uh, Ernie's, it came out that way, but it was tough and woody. So um, I'm glad yours was done better than that. And that little salad was really pretty. It was, and it was good. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mentioned that I thought it was Thousand Island dressing, but when you said it was that red pepper... Yes. Aioli, was it? Yes, of course it was. Yeah, but that was a good change. I like that. The olive crust on the salmon was a lot, kind of, at times. There was a lot of olive on this salmon. But uh, it was very good. It was very different. I liked it a lot. I would definitely eat it again. And it was super, super pretty. Yeah, it was. Your whole plate was pretty. I ended up having the pan-roasted chicken breast, uh, and that was made with a garlic, shallot, and caper pan sauce. To me, this showed off someone's classical French cooking skills. Yes, I agree. That's exactly what you would you would see in a French cooking class. And that pan sauce was really, really good, and it had notes of white wine in it. The yes. sauce itself was good, almost, I would say, excellent. The chicken was uh, dry. Um, it was just okay for me. And then, okay. um, then my sides, it was served with whole mushrooms, which I appreciated, and roasted little fingerling potatoes um and and the mushrooms were good the roasted potatoes were fine i mean there's not much you can do with the little roasted potato you know so right and then you talked about your sides already i did so this is the point where we go to dessert dessert and for dessert they made two of the desserts in-house so, of course, they offered a creme brulee, which I ordered. Get. And their creme brulee was, um, it was a nice looking creme brulee. Um, they served theirs with fresh blueberries as a garnish. That was tasty. It was a good creme brulee. I've had better ones. I've had worse ones. Uh it needs to be a little bit sweeter, I think, but overall, it was a good dessert. I really liked it. That was the first time you had creme brulee, you said. I said that, and I want to say it's true, but there's no way that can be true, right? I don't think so. I don't recall any, though, but it, it was very good. <laughs> well, and but you don't, uh, you don't share your creme brulee. I usually don't. Yeah, but I, I, I did yesterday, and then I did with uh, uh, the guys from two mics and one basement when we were at Bare Bones. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so what did you have for dessert? Chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse. Mousse. Chocolate mousse. It was very good. Yes, it was very good. I mean, it was just uh, 
I mean, a, a chocolate mousse, you know, like it was a creamy whipped chocolate with some blueberries on top. And, but I don't know what else do you say about chocolate mousse? It's it, tight. Yeah. I think they did a better job with the chocolate mousse than they did with the creme brulee. Okay. Um, but I appreciate that they made both of those. Me too. Yeah. And it was cute. Your uh, chocolate mousse, um, it looked like it was piped out of a pastry bag. It probably was, yeah. Yeah, it was it really was nice. pretty. And then we talk about presentation. Yes. Um, My thoughts on it, the... Uh, the blistered shishito peppers were beautiful. My entree was beautiful. Your entree didn't have a ton of color. You also got it without the capers, which probably took some of the color away. Um, the desserts were beautiful. I thought the pres- uh, presentation all around was wonderful. And the drinks were pretty, too. Even though they were kind of simple, they were really pretty. Yeah. I thought everything was presented lovely. It was nicely plated. I noted that the silverware... Uh, had a nice swirl pattern on it, different than your ordinary silverware. Um, yeah, I have no complaints at all about the presentation at all. Nice. Yeah, and then we go on to uh, our other notes section, and I have a substantial list of other notes. Okay, go ahead, because okay. I don't have any. The, <laughs> the first thing I noted is that uh, this is always up your alley, and uh, their supplier of beef, um, yes, yes. specifically black Angus beef, comes from Grow Farms out of Rensselaer. Yes, uh, I love when a restaurant gets their stuff supplied from a local farm. That's yeah. the coolest. Uh, unfortunately, neither one of us got beef to t- True. to say anything about it. And uh, when I was doing research for the show, I tried to look up this farm on Facebook, and I don't see any type of uh, social media presence like we do our other friends at How Farms True. and your other friends that way. I also noted that it's a 21 and over establishment. Um and the other part I said, uh, I also noted that there were walking trails there too. So you could, if you're staying there, you could go out and take a hike on the trails and, and that type of thing. Um, I'd say take your mosquito spray. Probably, yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good call. Uh, and then they had that huge, large outdoor tent yes. uh, that you could have events there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was set up with. 12 15 round tables yeah there was a whole mess of chairs out there for sure it looked like a a wedding reception type of setup yeah and then on the end of that they had a uh a small building that housed a bar yes yeah so that was quite neat so this is the part of our show where we take a break cool and we get ready to evaluate uh the brewery lodge and supper club in michigan city indiana correct we'll see you on the flip side Okay, we are back. We are back. And uh, we are evaluating the Brewery Lodge and Supper Club in Michigan City today. And we are on to our scoring section for first category is ambient setting and mood. I'm going to go with a four here. No, no, I'm going to go four and a half here. Just because... Um, it's different. I like it. It's it's rustic and cabinsy, but it's modern too. 
Yes. I am going with a five. It's a beautiful overnight or weekend getaway trip destination. They only have 12 rooms and it's nestled deep in the woods. You feel like you're getting away. Um, The dining room was lovely. Uh, That breakfast room was nice. Um, I I could imagine seeing uh, deer or other wildlife from any of the vantage points in this property. Uh, I just feel like it was everything that I feel a lodge was in my mind. I get that. Uh, Then we go to value. And for me, um, the value here is a three. Okay. Uh, The portions were adequate. Um, There was really nothing to take home at the end. Um, I wasn't wowed by any of the food flavors. Uh, I think they were just lacking a bit in, in flavor. I think it's, I think it's, on the edge of being something very, very good, they just need a little bit of work on the food. Fair enough. That's my take. I'm going to go three and a half here. Pretty similar to what you had to say, honestly. Yeah. There's not really much more. My food was very, very good, and I would eat it again, but it, was, it wasn't spectacular the right. flavor-wise. It was very pretty, but it was just good. Right. Uh, and, and I have more to say on the last section about that. Okay. Um, then we go on to service. And we'll have you start. Uh, I'm going to go four here. Um, she was funny. She was nice. Um, she was super efficient. She wasn't aggressive or rude or anything. Not um, at all. Actually, quite the opposite. Um, it would be a five. There was just a couple times that she just stood like insanely close to me. And I was like, why are you so close to me? But that was it. Other than that, she was great. Um, I also give them a four. I have noted that it was a pleasant dining experience from friendly staff that all knew all the different aspects of serving if someone was busy, the other one picked up the slack and vice versa. Correct. And then we go on to presentation. And I I gave them a five on presentation. Everything was so beautifully presented. Uh, those Shishido Peppers app, it was so nice to look at. And uh, really, really was uh, something nice to try. Um, Definitely. I appreciated everything that was presented to us. Agreed. And your score? Four. Which is this category? Presentation. Oh, five. I'm absolutely going five for my presentation. Everything was absolutely beautiful. I agree. Incredibly beautiful. Okay. And then we move on to quality and taste. And this is out of 10. This is out of 10. I'm going to go seven and a half. Still pretty good. Um, The quality of the food was quite high. You could tell ingredients-wise everything was solid and good, and they cared. Um, but flavor-wise, nothing was terribly impressive to me. It wasn't unimpressive by any means. It, it was not bad at all. It was really good. It just wasn't wowing. I'm on the same page as you, actually. Okay. Uh, to me, the food looks great. Um, 
you can tell that they have the cooking skills. Yes, definitely. Um, and it's very well described in the menu. True. It's very close to being great food. Mm-hmm, definitely. The flavors need some accentuating and amping up. And right now, I think this is a beautiful place to stay with a good location and it has better than adequate food from an ordinary hotel. Definitely. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at right now. I can see this place being something great though. It, yeah. Agreed. Like you said they have the branding down. They have the location down. They have um the presentation down they have everything down they're just the flavors need to be elevated somehow and maybe a few more offerings to be to be honest about it agreed yeah so uh after i total up my points i get 23 points and i'm awarding the my one point creme brulee bonus point so they get a total of 24 points and when i divide by six it's a total of four for me, they got a 4.08, so a 4. So, not bad at all. Not bad Pretty at all. Pretty much two 4s, which is good. That's very good. Right. Very good. Um, glad we got to go out to LaPorte County and, and uh, um, review an establishment out there. Um, we are always looking for places to review, even though I said we got a different... Uh, Arms going in different directions, if you will. True, but still, it's always good to have something. Always good to have something. And we appreciate your input. We appreciate you listening to us. And that's all I have for this week on Tasty 219. How about you? Me too. That's pretty much everything. All right. Have a great week, and we look forward to seeing you next time on Tasty 219. All right. Take it easy.